Hello and welcome everyone to Self Evolution Regardless. And so this is going to be the continuation of the previous episode. Um, I love how this sounds actually. Okay, uh, the previous episode of going over abuse and its effects. So the last point I mentioned was um, how I was happy with my braces and but that's just like the parentheses that I wanted to open. The main point was that I was usually the one who had uh, terrible uh, facial expressions, terrible mood, uh, rude all the time. I was the one who always rebelled and said no and did not agree with what my parents had to set as rules with with what my siblings told me to do I just always was the one who set out to do the riskiest things and the things that um, would uh, you know go with my own aspirations and um, goals and usually you know um, it would be met with a lot of beating or uh, verbal um, hurt with it um, and blame and shaming and uh, guilt trips and the things that are usual that now I recognize as abuse because I was basically the most difficult child that they wanted that they could possibly handle and they ha- whenever they had a specific goal or like um, an agenda for me like I always felt it would only serve their best and not mine and so when I see it as something that would not go I wouldn't want to say agenda but won't go with my own aspirations and goals I would just say no you know and I would just impose my opinion and be rigid about it because I didn't want to feel like I owe them my achievements and my life and my choices and my decisions to do whatever it is that I want to do. You know, eventually YOLO and you get to make choices and decisions over the things you do. But normally in a healthy system, a healthy, supportive, unconditionally loving system, what is supposed to be done is that they will have a mature calm rational discussion with you um they won't necessarily reorient your um, um, missions and desires and what you want to do and your goals but they will tell you something in the lines of okay this is what we advise you to do if you do this a b and c will happen this is what you want to do if you will do this 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 is what will happen a b x y and z we're we're telling you this because we're older than you and we have a lot more experience in life and so we love you very much and we love you with all our lives you are very dear to us and we want to make sure that we are serving your best and that we are here for you and that we want to protect you and we want the best for you so Please be responsible over the consequences of the things you do. And if you ever need help or if you ever stuck, 
please don't forget that you are always here within our hearts and minds and we will always be here for you because we always love you we always have and we always will so something in the lines of that like you will if you are in that position of that child being told those words you will walk on air with just how amazingly calming and just amazing those words feel and they they will add a huge amount of happiness into your life and make your life really meaningful and worth living but no in a in an abusive environment in a draining depleting toxic environment you will never hear those words you will never ever hear those words you will never even be um you know uh they those words will never be implied even they will never be uh suggested you know all you're ever here is those guilt trips those uh shaming sentences those judgmental comments that condescending advice um those gaslighting lies lies um the and let me let me not mention the triangulation the mobbing the smear campaign that happens behind your back the gossip um the insisting you know what what narcissist will always do is that if you ever say no to whatever it is that they quote-unquote advise you to do if you say no even just for the purpose of following your own uh you know following your own gut feeling and your own goals and ambitions um no that's not allowed and they will insist on making sure that they get you deliver the message to you forcefully and they will insist on it not once not twice a hundred times infinitely if it takes them as long as language is effortless and it's easy they will do it endlessly until you give in and that's what they want they want you to give in and meet their unmutable expectations because i always said that i always said and i'll repeat this the narcissist's expectations are never the same and they will always change and and they will always be high and even if you try to to um achieve or even try to exceed one of their expectations like you're dead like they lift you up so high and then they shoot you down they drop you down like a rocket falling from the, the sky the space it's so heavy it, it blows up and explodes and it creates so much damage and that's what they do that's what they love doing and so for all my life and especially in my ad- adolescence and way before i got my braces because of all those insecurities and all those psychological problems i was already going through and the self-confidence which also drove me to not have as excellent grades as i'd hoped for sometimes i would get excellent grades and that's when i'm a hundred percent able to concentrate when things are normally stable at home but when there's a lot of turbulence and the environment isn't stable that affects my performance in studying a lot and i was never able to really be able to talk about this so clearly 
I used to always think it must be something with me, like there's something wrong with me that wouldn't make me study, or I, maybe it's, be, it's because I wasn't really motivated to study and still I didn't figure out the real reason behind it. But the real reason behind I did not behind why I didn't get good grades even at college, it was because of the shitty, miserable, fucked up situation at home. And every day it's just fucked up shit. That keeps happening and it's never really balanced it's always this roller coaster ride that keeps me anxious and stressed out for what's gonna happen next and this is the thing with the abusive environment it's always um ju- you know jumping up and down and moving right and left and shaking and and just doing it all uh and it's never really stable and it's not safe and it's not somewhere you can grow healthy you always have to be this violent rebellious disagreeable person who's always gonna say no who's gonna always want to be someone who is obviously crying for attention and crying for help and crying for advice and love but all you get is more disdain more condescension more abuse more hurt more manipulation behind your back fucking stab backstabbing they backstab you behind you okay so they backstab you which is self-explanatory they backstab this backstab you they stab you in your back when they triangulate you with your siblings or with the people they know your friends uh their cousins your cousins um uh they they gossip behind your back with their neighbors with their friends with their colleagues whomever uh they will ruin your reputation they will make you sound like this crazy person that they're having a hard time dealing with and that's because you you're you're so fucking tired of their impossible expectations and great expectations but also impossible and rigid rules that don't make any sense but that only serve their best interest and not yours. I mean, you're trying to be the person you're trying to be, like when you're trying to achieve your own goals and go after what you want and being the person you want to meet someday, they will ruin that. Every single day when you take small steps into becoming the person you want to meet one day, they're going to try and ruin that with whatever it takes. It got to the point where my own brother, whom I loved so much and I cherished my entire life, he also was involved in this shit, in this storm. When he also paid for for online courses for me to take on professional etiquette and how to network professionally with people. You see, the problem is they think that the abusers only think that no, whatever it is they see at home because you're terrible, rebellious, savage, Im- you know, impolite, rude, moody person that they see, that you're going to be nothing but a nightmare on the streets and people are going to hate you and nobody's going to want to be your friends, right? And so they think that it's going to be projected onto the real world and then it's going to be harder for them to maintain control over you. 
And so they're terrified of that. And so they will do whatever it takes to tame you. Like a like a wild you, you know, like you're you're this imagine this. You're you're a cheetah or a lion or a tiger or an elephant. You're basically a wild animal kept in a cage, suffering the most torturous training exercises done by the circus crew to tame you down and you're conditioned every single time to do the same thing and if you make mistakes you're going to repeat the whole thing again and you're going to be trained and starved and trained and conditioned until you get you know uh how the behaviorists would put it if you condition a dog to um set an alarm for them they will drool um if there is food they will drool because then they know automatically if the if the alarm is off then that means food is here but if it's not they're not gonna drool anymore but that's another type of conditioning but the conditioning i'm mainly referring to would be the conditioning of making sure you get the exercise properly and right perfectly and of course, as it can, it's convenient for them. So then, when you perform in the circus, the audience will love you and appreciate you. But that's the way it is. And here's the thing. They never saw me outside the household. And how I deal with people outside of the... Uh, household when I was abused well into my college years I had substantially improved and I can say this and I'm not I'm not like being cocky or arrogant or anything I'm just saying that I noticed this in myself I was substantially a lot better when it comes to dealing with people in a professional manner when I noticed that I was respectful to people before I even moved to college, people still appreciated me. They just never knew that. So, and this is the parentheses I'd like to close now because I'm back to the point where I left on my brother. He paid online courses for me to study for uh, that talk about, that focus on the professional etiquette and how to network professionally with people. So it was to that extent he paid online courses for me to learn how to speak professionally and in a, in a civilized way with people and how to make social connections with professionals. Wow, like I couldn't even figure that out myself. Goodness gracious, man. And I'm pretty sure my psychopathic covert narcissist dad was involved in this because he would usually expose himself when he comes up with something that's exciting it would be straight from his mouth and you'll know that he's behind something and i, n I never saw it coming from him but i remember a very tiny small flashback here he was 
extremely excited to mention the uh, idea of online courses back in 2016. So I was studying at college at this point, and I was already improving in my social um, networking and uh, communication with people already, like by myself. Okay, because YouTube obviously is amazing in this, and articles, and just the whole idea of self-teaching is really amazing. But before the intervention of my father and my brother in this, like, (laughs) everything is done behind my back. And it, it only became obvious to me now that I just think about it. And my brain won't stop having these flashbacks, trying to figure out and analyze what's going on. And it's also explaining why I keep having these headaches constantly. And 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 just an, to open another parenthesis, um, I find it extremely hard to concentrate while studying lately. Because I keep getting those flashbacks constantly. And also... I noticed that the these symptoms of flashbacks and irritability because of these memories and flashbacks and how I associate them with abuse and how everything makes sense now, they increase whenever I have a partner. So, he last time, um, he was a really nice guy. He was great. He just couldn't handle it. It was too much for him, and obviously it was too much for me as well, but um, we had to end it like that because I was just too moody and angry, and I just could not control. Like, I was, I was, I was, it's it's as if I was possessed or something because of how irritable I get, and without any reason, without any explanation, it's, explanation it's all because my brain never stops thinking and going back to those times when shit would happen and i would never uh, comprehend it you know it's so difficult and painful to have to go through this let alone have a partner you know and it would be so bad to the point where he's trying to be positive but i'm also rejecting his positivity because i i then feel like he's not empathic enough and i just fucking hate myself for doing it but uh, it just sucked really bad so <clears throat> anyway uh and it's not just lately but ever since my whole entire life actually and it's it's the shit gotten worse when I was studying at college and it's even worse now so yeah because when my siblings are all away I'm the only one here the abuse is so much more apparent and so much more obvious than ever and it's actually at its most intense form right now so and that's why I'm trying to plan for I'm sorry, I'm burping, sorry. Uh, Planning for uh, a way to get the fuck out of here and move out and probably even sell a lot of the stuff that I dread having and 
that I dread using to stop reminding me of the shitty situation and the misery of this whole fucked up situation. So closing the parentheses, uh, where was I? And so, yeah, basically it got to the extent where my, I found out now that I'm connecting the dots and as I'm speaking through this episode is that it all makes sense. And he always did this. My own narcissistic covert psychopathic father did this to me and he would go to my brother and always tell him about me, always, always updating him with my news and just always had this tone of being scared of me and scared for my future because it's ambiguous and it's not clear and he can't fathom what's going on with me and it's weird and it's messed up and it's not clear unlike them unlike my three siblings because they had their future clear obviously and mine isn't so it's inappropriate for me to figure out something slowly no they have to intervene he has to intervene all the time and make sure i change reorient myself towards what's convenient for him because he's always been doing this he's always been doing this and i i was doubtful at first but now i know for sure that he's the one who also talked to my brother because obviously and also He's the closest one who always can connects and like chats online with my brother all the time, more frequently than my own mother. And so he would tell him everything about me, you know, and what's going on. And the, and the biggest, like the biggest topic with the most focus would be on me. So I'm not surprised at all right now to find out that he's the one behind it. He's the one behind the idea of trying to raise me this savage, <laughs> impolite, uncivilized, bitch-ass, rude, rebellious person that he cannot control. He cannot control, therefore he has to make his flying monkey do the dirty work for him. So. Even though I always said that I loved my brother and I cherished him so much, and even though he did so much for me, so much stuff for me out of good intention, I feel like he's the flying monkey of my covert narc father. Doesn't it make sense now? I mean, it's so hurtful to even arrive to these conclusions but this this just proves me right every single time this whole dynamic is dysfunctional and unhealthy and now i'm trying to get away from it and distance myself and like the episode the broken picture of dorian gray i'm trying gray i'm trying to distance myself from the broken picture and look at how flawed it is from a distance and really what's fucked up is that when you're outside looking in you can't see much of the destruction happening 
But the closer you get, the more terrifying the picture becomes. And the more broken and um, cracking it is. That affected me in my desire to study intellectual aspect all in all. I'm still brilliant, by the way, and I'm not gonna undermine myself here. I am fucking brilliant as fuck when it comes to psychology, and I can tell by the amount of listens that I have on each and every episode that I have on this podcast. It's fucking successful, and it's gonna be more successful. And people are listening to this shit because I'm doing my best with this topic because it's so important and it's so vital to me and to many people who are, who are going to similar through simil- similar situations to mine and it's fucking successful and it's doing great and psychology has been a huge huge interest of mine i just never got the chance to study it in bachelors and like i said i was told i wouldn't be successful at it this was by my brother by the way I was told it wasn't my domain, it wasn't something I would be successful at, it wasn't something I would even find, uh, you know, applicable in a job in the future because the supermarket is already saturated. Like, they always give you a bad perspective over anything you want to do because it's not in their convenience and it, it doesn't serve their best. And even if it's not done by the covert narcissist directly, it'll be done through the flying monkey. And see how the flying monkey is doing the dirty work now. This is totally fucked up. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm loving doing research over every single topic that I'm doing on a podcast, so. Hallelujah. And it's affecting my professional life. Even though right now, as a, as I'm speaking, as of yet, um, it's easier for me to detect uh, narcissistic behaviors from people from the very get-go, from the first glance. And when you observe and you just watch this phenomenon happen in front of you, you'll be sure as to whether this person is mentally sane or insane. It's pretty much easy to determine that. And my romantic life, and like I said, um, my partner had to leave because he just couldn't handle me anymore and i was difficult with him i just i didn't uh condescend him or insult him or criticize him in any way shape or form i loved him dearly it's just those flashbacks and that brain exhausted but also depleting brain of mine really uh exhausted me and him 
of all the flashbacks of how toxic and deadly the whole entire situation with my family is. And my sexual life, because then I was just, I would just be ashamed of looking at myself in the mirror sometimes. Now it's getting better, but it used to be terrible, terribly insecure with my body. My spiritual aspect. Um. I would get away further and further from religion because I would see it from the perspective of my covert narc dad. Which, by the way, religion is the nicest thing ever. It's really amazing. And it's uh, the pillar for generosity, giving for the poor, uh, tolerance, love, care, responsibility, um working hard uh making society a better place to be at and to coexist with others peacefully in okay the thing that really triggered me is how the narcissists will only use the controlling and dominant aspect of religion. Like, they don't like the religion because they like it. They like religion because of the control and dominance aspect that's in it. And I'm going to delve deeper in this, uh, in the virtuous signaling episode. Hopefully, I'll uh, I'll be recording it soon because I wasn't going to record this second part here till something happened. Uh, and um, I freaked out and he just knocked in and he thought I was locking myself in a freaking prison which wasn't right and then he was pissed off because I told him what's going on he wouldn't tell me what's going on why he called me and uh, when I left it off he he told me like yeah keep laughing keep laughing and he was just so angry and pissed off like a freaking monster This this is my dad by the way and so yeah something like this is just one of the one of the very quote-unquote ordinary things that happen to me every day and so yeah so basically uh it's a good thing that i'm recording the second part right now but hopefully i'll record it soon i'll record the virtual signaling episode soon because there's a lot to touch upon there. And um, yeah. Oh, and so back to the main topic. Um, so like I said, it's amazing in every single aspect. The problem with it is that it easily falls in the wrong hands in the people who seek control and dominance and abuse of others. And so they will use religion as a weapon. To only serve their best interest at all times and they don't care about others because it only serves their best image and reputation um and again i'll dive deeper in that in the virtuous singling episode hopefully i'll record it soon it affected also um the aspect of my mental and emotional health definitely i mean uh 
the mood, the irritability, it's just consistent. Inability to concentrate, nightmares at night, uh, white nights even, some nights I would never be able to sleep and only sleep for a couple of hours, like two or three at most. I would constantly get reflux at night, which wakes me up at the same time, always 3 a.m. Other times I would be having the nicest, most amazing sleep, which is continuous, like last night. But other times it would be it would be just terrible. Um, and you know what saved me? Really, what saved me is those amazing few people that you can find that will help you unconditionally, and no matter what your background is, those support groups are definitely something to invest your energy and time in. Definitely. Just be careful with those people who spam and who uh, like send you links or um, post stupid comments. Like, Don't worry about those people. Those are just minorities. But the majority of people are there to support each other. And of course, in each and every support group, there are strict rules over being nice, no foul language to be used, and no promotion or spam are allowed, which is amazing. And it keeps everybody um, on track. And so that's how things are kept amazing in the support groups because those rules help regulate people and how they treat each other. And so... Um, that's something that definitely saved me. Recording every single episode of the podcast definitely helped me a lot to deal with this stuff that's going on. Um, sometimes, though, I don't say I, I don't want to say it all the time, but sometimes when I get the chance and I write ideas or what happened in my journal, like on a specific day, like what happened with something in my journal and get it as grossly as possible to get like the the extract the most amount of detail as possible into the paper written in in written words that's also extremely helpful and uh, mood improving and calming coloring also helps uh, it's so meditative and just helps you concentrate on the moment. I, w- I wouldn't say cleaning and washing dishes because usually I get the worst flashbacks in there and, and I become the angriest when I'm washing <laughs> the dishes and cleaning up, which is weird. But I, I get it all the time and it's just, it's painful. Um... Other than that, also having a job, definitely, and and seeing different people, um, being in different social situations also helps a lot. And if you're able to find someone who understands the situation and you with whom you can confine and um, 
not overshare, but you know, share a little bit here. Uh, if you have a common ground you can start from, then that definitely helps um, to alleviate some of the pain and some of the uh, stress going on. The diet, obviously, uh, I mean, I did gain some weight, but it's because I love eating. I freaking love food. Like, is it a crime to love food? <laughs> I just, I, I just really, I seriously do. But the problem is, um, at home, it's starvation diet. So I actually have to spend quite a bit to be able to um, fulfill my hunger. Because it's literally, like I said, a starvation diet. And um, and it's always the same situation. The narcissist would rather spend the money on stupid, luxurious stuff that would uh, only serve their image and how they look to the world and their reputation and how rich they have to be because they're so materialistic and obsessed with things. And they won't uh, take care of something as necessary as providing uh, food and, you know, necessary items. Or even just snacks, you know, because why not snacks? They're good when you're, when you're studying for a while or when you're going for to work and you can't really take a whole lot of food with you like you just take snacks you know <laughs> everybody does it but obviously to the narcissist nothing that's normal that everybody does is normal so there we go so uh this is it for this two-parted episode I hope you um, enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed recording. And hopefully uh, you got something out of it because I felt like I was rumbling around and it just hopefully made sense, you know, by the end of the day. Please don't forget to help this podcast by supporting it and giving it even the tiniest support will be very much appreciated. Um please oh my god please also check out the links i'll be posting in the show notes of the social media instagram twitter uh patreon merch and the blog which is going to be a website in the future if hopefully i have if i ever have the time to update it because um there's so much going on and yeah so that's it. See you in the next episode.